It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere. You get your podcast, Pittsburgh Steelers, still preparing for the Buffalo Bills. They will begin practice today. Some unfortunate news with TJ Watt being ruled out. I will take the L on that one and admit Maybe I was a little bit too optimistic about the situation. Still, Minka Fitzpatrick hoping to near a return. We'll dive into some depth chart news that, uh, you know, Mike Tomlin had to unfortunately address a coaching change outside of the Pittsburgh Steelers that I am all on board with if it goes Pittsburgh's way this offseason. And some big name analysts who believe that the Pittsburgh Steelers might have a shot at beating the Bills, but it's a matter of. How far can they go in the playoffs? We'll dive in and give our opinions on how far the Pittsburgh Steelers can go this postseason. It is rainy. It is windy. It is preparing the Steelers for a snow and cold trip to the city of Buffalo. We're a couple days away from uh, the trip ourselves. How you? Uh, how you feel, my friend? A little antsy, quite honestly. feel like this week has kind of dragged on a little bit. I'm, I'm excited yeah. for the game and I just, I kind of want to just get it on. And the, the, the weather doesn't help, you know, it just makes it, like you said, it's going to be just like Buffalo and I'm, I'm antsy to, to, <laughs> to see what that place is going to be like, going to be a great game, great atmosphere. I'm just, I just want Sunday to be here already. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree that I'm excited to see. I've never been to Buffalo, like in a, in bad weather. I've, I've been mm. to Buffalo it was thankfully nice outside, um, which I thought was cool. Like to a, to a degree, I want it to be nice enough where you get to experience driving into the stadium. And I, I would imagine it's still the same, but for anybody who has not been to Buffalo, you, the stadium is in a neighborhood. It is not, it is not the North shore. It is not anywhere that you have probably seen a stadium. It is in the middle of it. Like there are neighbors, there are neighbors that are like a hundred yards from the entrance of the stadium and people are parking in yards. Everybody's got signs outside. That's like 10 bucks. You could park in my front yard and everybody's doing it. There are tables everywhere. There are fans all the way down the street. Once you get to, I don't know. I want to say like a mile, mile and a half outside the stadium. It is just, it is, it is the worst traffic you'll ever see. At least, you know, compared to, to Pittsburgh. And it is just it is just everybody hanging out in these random people's yards, tailgating, having a good time. It, it's like no other. I actually very much so love Orchard Park and going there. I'm excited to see if they bring the same energy, even when it's like 16 degrees outside 
and snowy, but I am uh I am very excited. You you hoping for some snow. You thinking a snow game or are you thinking uh like a a cold maybe miss the snow type of game for the Steelers? What's the best what what are you looking for as as somebody you as a spectator, as a journalist and a spectator? I think as a spectator a snow game would be pretty cool. Um and probably, you know, the more you think about it, like would probably play into the Steelers' hands a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think a snow game just in Buffalo would be, like you said, like whether they'll keep that energy up in sixteen degrees. I think the colder it gets, the more people from Buffalo get like powers. You know, it's, yes, it's like a, a super boost <laughs> for them. Um, so I don't know. I think that crowd would like the colder it gets, the only more like rowdy they would get, and I just think that that atmosphere and like a snow game would be would be really really cool. So. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm all in on a snow game. I feel like that'd be a great, great time. Snow game would be awesome. We got the truck. So, you know, toss that bad boy in four-wheel drive. We'll get home. It might take a couple of hours, but we'll get home. No worries about that one. You see the stuff about people talking about buffalo wings, not eating buffalo wings until Sunday at 430. That, I know you're, you didn't grow up a Steelers fan, so you don't have that. But you grew up a Patriots fan. So, you you know, you you and Buffalo, you go back and forth. You got some history there. You ever you ever follow the notion of you cannot eat buffalo wings until after the game? Do you uh you follow that? No, because the, I mean this is just such a different scenario because we almost never would play like a, the Patriots would never play a big game <laughs> against the Bills. It's that is like, true. They it's not like we not like we saw them in the playoffs or anything. Not yeah, like true. they were. Um, I mean, it's not. I mean, there was one year I think when I was in college that we played them in the playoffs, but that was like post Brady. I think that was Mac Jones's rookie year. Like, yeah, it didn't yeah, count. no, I, it didn't really even register that the Bills were like, you know, they're yeah. like there. Quite as, honestly, as I mean, a fan, were... you fall. You, you do. You, do you think that's like if you're a Steelers fan, if you're somebody from Pittsburgh this week, you avoiding Buffalo? Because I won't. I'll be honest with you. I put Buffalo. I put hot sauce on everything. Like everything I eat, I put. I put hot sauce on. There was no part of me this week that was like, oh man. Can't, can't eat buffalo can't eat hot sauce you know if somebody gave me wings right now i'd be like i'm gonna eat those wings you know and i, right. and I honestly i think it's like i think it's like i'm devouring the wings i'm devouring the buffalo almost if somebody gave me a bison yeah. burger i'd feel like i'm doing i'm supporting the steelers that's how i view it yeah i i mean no i would eat buffalo wings all day i mean look they're really good man <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> I don't really know if I could if I could avoid wings like that. That's even, what I'm saying. You might only get some... one football Sunday left. Right. Right. And I'm going to waste it not eating wings. Come on now. What, you what are we doing? I know. Yeah. I agree. I saw it all week. I saw everybody everybody talking about it. Everybody said, oh, I can't. Not till fourth. I'm like, dude, you're wasting a. That's, a, that's two days. You got Saturday days and Sunday games to not eat buffalo. You got to eat buffalo wings. Like, I'm sorry. I hope it's not a bad omen, but I don't think it is. I, don't, I think if you. You know, to, if you if you send out your energy to whatever you're talking to, or you 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 do your ritual, you wear your jersey that you haven't washed in 15 years. That's enough. You're you're doing everything that you that you possibly can. Enjoy your wings. Enjoy your wings. Let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers as they prepare for the Buffalo Bills this week. There was one question to finish off Mike Tomlin's press conference that you know I'm not going to lie. I sat behind the woman who asked the question and. I told her afterwards, she sets up a little, she's from the news. She sets up a little GoPro in front of her. I was like, Hey, look it. If you wear that on the news, just be prepared that my face in the background is not going to look good. It's going to be very, mm, I can't believe you asked that question type of expression. And, and, and all credit to her. It was a, it was a good question. Question that needed to be asked question that a lot of fans were cur- curious about. 
turned into a quick joke. I think we could turn it into more of a joke here. Mike Tomlin was asked, why Kenny Pickett is still QB1 on the depth chart? I don't think Mike Tomlin had any idea that Kenny Pickett was still listed as QB1 on the depth chart. But he says, hey, does it, is it going to make you feel better? If he doesn't, he could care less. Did you, going into the, yesterday, think, man, dude, I can't believe Kenny Pickett is still listed as QB1 on the depth chart? No. Um, but I, I was, I mean, like you said, it was, it was a fair question of it should have been asked. Cause I mean, this, this depth chart has changed before, but yes, like you said, I don't think Mike Tomlin is keeping very close tabs on it. Um, no. And also, I mean, he had publicly declared, you know, Mason Rudolph is a starter, Mason's QB one, uh, stuff like that. So I kind of just didn't even consider, like, I, I thought the depth chart was just kind of spoken quite honestly. Like it's not yeah. written, necessarily written down. Um, you just kind of got to keep track of it in your head. Um, so no, I wasn't thinking about that going into that press conference. I think it is a little, it's maybe a little odd, but I'm not, I'm not going to lose sleep over it quite honestly. No, I, I laughed because my, my, my original thought as it came out, as it was being asked was, do you think fans even know what the depth chart looks like? Like I thought, cause we get the depth chart in a different way than everybody else. We get it in a press release every week, right before Tomlin speaks that says, Hey, this is, you know, it just includes everything for the game. And then it says, Hey, this is the depth chart. And I just, I thought that was it. Like, I thought we just got a piece of paper that said, this is what the depth chart looks like. And then I was like, Oh, it's actually on. And then like ESPN, but I, I never take ESPN for like, I'm like, I don't know where they get their secret sauce here, but I don't know. I'm not going to touch that. I didn't realize it was on the team site. That's on me, I guess, as a poor journalist. I laughed, man. I was like, I, I'm pretty sure he said Mason Rudolph was a starting quarterback. And again, this is nothing to the person who asked the question. I think that was hilarious. And, you know, I thought she had a lot of a lot of balls to ask that question. And I said that afterwards as I laughed about how bad I looked behind her. <laughs> hilarious that that had to be brought up and the week of the playoffs and man Mike Tomlin walked out he was in such a good mood walking in he was all smile and then he left and he was like all right see you guys and I was like yeah nice see you too Mike have a good one thanks uh glad that we pissed you off right before uh right before you went to prepare for the Buffalo game shout out you know that's just a good Tomlin Tuesday when you leave with uh, a little bit of a sour note you know you might only get one more of those right. Way to way to way to end it with a bang. That's how I look at it. Way to end it with a bang. Right. It wouldn't be a tablet press conference if he's not getting mad at someone for a question that they asked him. That's what That's, I'm saying. That's what I'm it's saying. Just ritual. That's the give and take there. That's why we love him. That's why he loves us. Kinda, I think, maybe. I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's talk about another coach here, a name that Popped up yesterday, maybe a bit of a surprise to some people. Immediately, as soon as the name broke, I was like, okay, well, the Steelers have to go get this guy. Let me be quite honest and quite, you know, uh, let me just be realistic about the situation. I'm about to talk about a name. I'm about to bring up a name. I'm about to make some points and share some opinions about a name while totally understanding that there is a very good shot that in the next 48 to 72 hours, that name is off the board and we no longer get to talk about him. But in that 48 to 72 hours, 
I'm going to be optimistic and I'm going to say maybe the Steelers get things to roll their way over the next couple of weeks, couple of months, and they end up with another Brian Flores type name. Yesterday, Mike Vrabel was fired by the Tennessee Titans. I mean, I also want to address that. I don't know if you saw the interview with the owner about with the the team site. Mm -hmm. That was weak, man. That was as weak as it possibly gets to make the decision to fire somebody and then only talk to the team site and say, hey, this is why we did like, no, go talk to the media, go answer the real tough questions and then, you know, go on from there. And and you're the owner. So nobody's trying to like nobody's trying to take you off in the media. Nobody's like, oh, man, but they're going to ask you a lot harder questions than the team site's going to ask you. Mike Vrabel gets fired. My thought immediately was, and I texted you this and, and Nick, and I said, hey, Steelers should uh, Steelers should sign or should hire Mike Vrabel as a defensive consultant slash maybe assistant head coach, try to boost them to get another job. You, I didn't label what the coach was or what the position was at first. And you went to replace Mike Tomlin? No, no chance. <laughs> no, no chance. There are people out there that want to say, Mike Vrabel is a better head coach than Mike Tomlin. I do not think that's anywhere near the truth. But if things do roll the Pittsburgh Steelers way, and over the next couple of weeks, maybe the next two months or so, Mike Vrabel does not find himself as a head coach in the NFL, yes, 100%, the Pittsburgh Steelers should make some phone calls and say, hey, pal, you should come back to where you were drafted. You know that you love Mike Tomlin. You know Mike Tomlin loves you. Be a, be a Brian Flores-type coach with a phenomenal defense, we'll slap assistant coach to your title just to kind of make it a little, a little bit more mushy or whatever, make you look a little bit better. And then in a year from now, you're probably the hottest name on the coaching market because the Steelers defense is going to be good again. I think that's best case scenario for Pittsburgh, not for Mike Vrabel. But if nobody goes and gets this guy, they should 100% go hire him. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think this is a guy that's going to get head coaching looks. I think it's different from it's different in some ways, but it's also similar. I think a little bit to like Brian Flores, um, a guy with I I don't know. I I get that the wins and losses weren't, you know, perfect for for Mike Vrabel. But I mean, there is still there's still a lot to grab onto there. And I mean, that roster wasn't perfect. And I think he did a really good job with what he had to work with. Um, Yeah. So I could imagine him getting head coaching gigs getting head coaching looks but i also think you're you're kind of right there and i think you allude to something pretty good is that he could kind of rebuild his resume and like give it a little bit of a boost and uh, by waiting it out a bit um just kind of like give it a year for the kind of um you know like the last headline about him was him getting fired by a team you know yeah that's not always the best thing to like bring into an interview i feel like is kind of your last your last very public showing being something kind of negative like that. Um, So if he's able to come to Pittsburgh, if he's able to coach a good defense, if he's able to kind of rebuild his reputation like that, give it a boost, maybe he's able to negotiate for a little bit more. Maybe he's able to pick his spot a little bit more. Um, Yeah. And then who knows what kind of coaching jobs can be open next year. I mean, right now, what are his head coaching job options? It's like the Panthers, the commanders and Raiders Falcons and the Raiders Falcons. Yeah. Yeah. Like how many of those teams are super attractive to you right now? I mean, I guess any team that fires their coach isn't really going to be that great of a situation that you're walking into. But yeah, I'd have to imagine he can find some better spots during the next coaching cycle. I agree. And and, I mean, look, I think Atlanta is a good a good gig, but you also have no quarterback situation and you don't have a good draft pick. 
Um, I think that the rest of them stink. Maybe the Raiders are good, but even that's a, you know, not the greatest, not the most ideal situation. And I think Antonio Pierce is is a is a pretty hot name, right there. I I don't know. I um, I'm looking at it and I'm saying this: if if he doesn't get one, because let let's just be real, nobody's going to Carolina. Nobody wants to go to Carolina. If you do want to go to Carolina, what are you doing, man? It's just nobody wants to go to Carolina. You go to anywhere else, really. Not really the most ideal spot. And there's a lot of head coaches out there that are going to fill some of those positions. You know, Jim Harbaugh is probably going to make his way back to the NFL. You're going to get some hot names. There's Ben Johnson coming out of, I believe, Detroit. There's Philly's offensive offensive coordinator. There's, there's all these guys. There's another Kyle Shanahan coaching tree coming up that I've heard of. There are going to be hot names that fill coaching positions. And maybe Mike Vrabel doesn't get it. And then everybody goes, oh, well, what about New England? Why wouldn't he go to New England? If he goes to New England as a head coach, I fully understand that. I get that. If he goes to New England as a defensive coordinator or a consultant or whatever, bad move. 100% bad move. If you could pick between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots, I'm sorry. Like, I get the history. I get your history with them. The Steelers are going to boost your resume a lot more. And a year from now, when the New England Patriots are maybe just slightly better, it doesn't do what, oh, well, the Steelers competed for the AFC North and they had the best defense in the NFL. And TJ Watt led the league in sacks again. And Minka Fitzpatrick was a stud and Joey Porter Jr. And Alandon Roberts and, you know, Keanu Benton took a step forward. Like you have names that you could be like at the end of a year, like, oh, okay, that actually that looked really, really good. And it's the Steelers. So you're going to be a national name no matter what. I just think that that does so much more for your resume. And for the Steelers, I mean, could you imagine if Pittsburgh had Mike Vrabel and Mike Tomlin walking around that locker room? You want to talk about motivation? You want to talk about running through brick? There would be holes all over that facility, just in every wall, because guys would just be running through them constantly looking to, to play for both of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, First of all, I think you're underselling what Drake May is going to be able to do for the Patriots next year. But, um, yep. But Super Bowl I, team. That's what they say. Right. Right. Um, you know, you know how rookies do that all the time. Take yeah, teams yeah, to the yeah, Super Bowl. yeah, yeah. Especially uh, when they're throwing to Juju Smith Schuster and. Right. Devontae Parker. Yeah. I was like, I couldn't name another wide receiver for the New England yeah. Patriots. Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager's been playing real well. No. Um, there it is. Uh, no, but yeah, I think you're right. Like, it's. It would be kind of a dream team, you know, like it's yeah. and I don't know after the Brian Flores thing, like I don't I don't want to say anything's kind of impossible in a scenario like this. Like I thought it was a slam dunk that Brian Flores would at least be a defensive coordinator somewhere else, if not uh, a head coach immediately after he got fired by uh, he got fired right by Miami. Yeah, by Miami. Um, yeah that was the whole yeah. super right, right, league right. type thing. Right. And so after that, I kind of can't feel like anything is a surprise. You know, like he, like I, I'm assuming that Vrabel's going to get head coaching looks, like I said, but I don't really know. I guess, like I don't know quite honestly. I don't know what kind of the, I don't know, for lack of a better term, the stink of you know, kind of coaching the Titans for the past few years with some underwhelming results. Like I don't know how that's going to play, yeah, on the coaching market. Um, so I think it's a little more realistic maybe than I thought when I first saw that news or when you first texted me. Um. But yeah, we'll, we'll, it would absolutely be a, a dream team for the Steelers to be able to put that de- defensive staff together. Unreal. Unreal. The only down part would be it would be constant talk, constant. 
I don't know, questions about, oh, is Mike Vrabel going to be the guy? Like, is he going to replace Mike Tomlin? Is this the beginning of the re- – because that's what you got with Brian Flores. Oh, you should hire Brian Flores as your next head. No, you should not. Mike Tomlin should be your head coach until he doesn't want to be your head coach. And then, boom. And speaking of that, did you see the ESPN NFL countdown thing with Adam Schefter where he said that Mike Tomlin might want to, like, step away from the team and go to L.A., maybe go to Washington? Like, look, at I did my to-go on that yesterday. Just what are we talking about there? What is? What, why, why did what, no why? one ask about it yesterday? Why did no one ask about it yesterday? Why is because, no one asking the hard questions <laughs> of Mike Tomlin? I mean, come on, because I've been there when somebody showed up and said, "Hey, Mike, uh, you know, there's been speculations about." I've been there twice actually. I was there for the first Washington because the Washington Commanders are an every season type of thing. It's oh, maybe they could trade him to the Commanders because he's from Virginia, even though he hasn't lived there in like thirty years, but he's from Virginia. That's like me saying. That's like somebody saying, "Hey, Noah." You want to know what would be really cool? If you went and covered the University of Scranton, you should go cover the University of Scranton's flag football team and do a podcast <laughs> about that. No, nobody's doing that. Like, you have a great gig. You've been here. You raised your children here. I think that's the thing is once you raise kids somewhere, that is your home. Like, there's, right. you are no longer like, oh, I'm going to go back to, you know, Virginia where my mom lives. You know, no, my children, their friends are here. Their family's here. No, he's not going anywhere. And uh, I've been there twice. I was there for the original Washington Commanders thing, and the answer was about three words long, and it was just pretty much no. And then I was there for the USC thing. The You couldn't hand that. me a booster check that was big enough. And I was like, ooh, that was that was clean, my man. That was right. very clean. And that was, you know, you went to the QB1 thing, the, the depth chart. That was a good walk-off moment. Nothing I don't think will ever top the USC booster check, ever. Um, so no, I was not, I'm not going to ask that question. I don't think anybody else is going to sit around and ask, Hey, Mike, you thinking about taking a year? I know you're preparing for Buffalo, but you think about taking a year off football and maybe going to LA and maybe coaching the chargers? Who knows? No, that was uh, absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. All right, let's talk the Steelers game this week, the Buffalo bills and really their playoff run. There's two sides to the coin here. For one, there's beating the bills, which is step one in the playoff picture, the playoff race, whatever. And people are actually somewhat optimistic. Louis Riddick was speaking with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette yesterday, two days ago, and mentioned how he believes that the Steelers have faced enough adversity in the last couple of weeks, changing Mason Rudolph, overcoming three wins on the road, beating the Ravens in some brutal weather to secure a playoff spot just in general. He says he could, they could carry that and probably beat the Bills if he had to make a guess, if he had to make a bet. On the other side of that, Chris Sims says the Steelers probably could beat the Bills, but they can't go any farther than that. He says that they probably have the tools, the weapons, the luck to beat Buffalo, go to Buffalo and win. After that one, he does not see them going anywhere. We'll talk about Buffalo. We'll start there. You know, do you think that the Steelers have a real shot there? And then once they beat Buffalo, I mean, can we talk about the rest of the playoff picture here and how somehow, some way everybody's ignoring the fact that maybe Buffalo is their worst and most toughest challenge in this playoff picture? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Buffalo is really good, but I think the Steelers are playing their best, kind of peaking at the right time and riding all the momentum. Um, and I think, I, I think they absolutely have a chance to pull off this upset. I think it's likely, not really sure, but yeah. I mean, you look at, I don't know. I think they have as good a chance as any of, 
like this isn't an average two versus seven matchup. I don't think no. like, there is. There's typically a gap between a pretty wide gap between the number two seed and the number seven seed in the conference. And that I don't think that really exists in the same way here um, for as good as the bills are pl- for as well as the bills are playing right now. And as hot as they are, and the Steelers are kind of in the same boat where they just close the season on a pretty torrid run. And uh, I, there was a, I mean, there was a scenario where I think Buffalo could have been the seven. If seed. Buffalo loses, like, they're the six seed. If Buffalo, no, if Buffalo lost to Miami, they were the, they were the seventh seed. Pittsburgh was the sixth seed. Yeah, that's they were a game yeah. away. Right. Like, this isn't as big of a difference as... I mean, the Bills get some style points, like, obviously, because just of how they've, they've been a little... They've beaten some really good teams, and they've been pretty dominant doing it. I mean, but, the like, again, the Steelers, like, have looked just as good down these final three weeks of the season. Like, I think the two high-scoring offenses down the last three weeks of the season were the Steelers and the Bills, the yep. two longest winning streaks in the NFL are the Steelers and the Bills. It's, yeah, to, to to bury the Steelers now, I would be extremely premature. And I think they absolutely have a chance of beating the Bills. And then after that, like, it's it's why, like, you your next game would more, uh, would definitely be, it would be going to Baltimore. And that's a team that the Steelers got to have their number, quite honestly. Like, yeah. you can talk about how Baltimore is going to be different than the last time that the Steelers saw them. But, I mean, the Steelers beat them twice this year. Like, at one point they were fully healthy. At one point they weren't, and Steelers beat them both times. So I, I don't, I don't really understand how you could kind of bury their their playoff run so so early because the Bills might be the, I don't know. It's it's a debate between the Ravens and the Bills, but I there's absolutely an argument that the Bills are the the team in the AFC playing the best football right now. Agreed, agreed. The Steelers have the toughest path. I mean, they're the seventh seed, so they should have the toughest path. But they have the toughest path to wherever you want to go this season or wherever you want to go this postseason. But let's just, I mean, let's say that they beat the Bills. And, and I think the Bills are their toughest challenge. I 100% agree with you that I think the Bills are their toughest challenge. But you go to Baltimore, the last three losses, the three of the, they're seven and 10 against the, are seven and three against the Ravens in the last 10 matchups. Two of those losses came in 2019 when Mason Rudolph got smoked by Earl Thomas and had to leave the game. And then Juju Smith-Schuster fumbles in overtime from, a hit on Marlon Humphrey and the time after that. Yeah, they got smoked 28 to 10, but duck Hodges was the quarterback and look at all love and credit to duck Hodges. I think that guy's a great dude. I very much so enjoyed my time covering duck Hodges. Wasn't the best, uh, wasn't the most ideal situation. And then last year they lost 16 to 14 to the Baltimore Ravens because Mitch Trubisky steps in and throws two, Three interceptions, yeah. all of them brutal. Oh, yeah, no, it was three. It was three in like a half. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The 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 losses were not great. The Steelers, obviously, you know, the playoffs are a totally different animal and everything, but for anybody to sit around and say, oh, the Steelers have no shot against Baltimore, I mean, it doesn't, look, it, it doesn't surprise me with some of the national media because some of the national media tends to just totally ignore the Pittsburgh Steelers and then just form opinions about them without actually doing any research or watching any games. But if you've been paying attention to this game, to this team, to this rivalry, you know that the Pittsburgh Steelers play the Baltimore Ravens tougher than any team. Than any team, it's Baltimore's toughest opponent is the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Pittsburgh Steelers' toughest matchup and, and the game that they play the hardest in every season are the Baltimore Ravens. That's just how it goes down. And then from there, I mean, Kansas City, 
I think Cleveland's their toughest matchup. I think Cleveland's the scariest team right now in, in the AFC outside of Buffalo, I guess, in Baltimore. But I think that they're neck and neck with both of those guys. It's it's Cleveland Pittsburgh. Like if you're going AFC North matches for your last two games to make it to the Super Bowl, I'm feeling way better about that than having to go to Kansas City and play Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game or go to Miami and play, you know, a, a two attack of Iola or Mike McDaniels that are trying to prove themselves and make a Super Bowl. I'm just look at say Buffalo's their toughest matchup. And if you think you could beat Bal- Buffalo, I I'm not saying that it ends there. And I'm not saying to, to say that there's no chance. I just, I highly disagree with that situation. Right. And I mean, I'm even more optimistic about their odds against the rest of the AFC. Like, I don't know. Like, I think I said this maybe at the beginning, the the beginning of the week, but there's no one in the AFC that I feel like they are completely overmatched against. Nope. You know, there's no one that they can't beat. You know, like mm-hmm. when they went in the the last time they went into the playoffs, I think they were playing the Chiefs on the road, and you could see from a million miles away that they were going to get blown out. Like yep. that was always going to happen. And like this is not the same thing. You know, like I get it; it looks the same because they're sneaking into the playoffs. They're the seventh seed facing the two seed a two seed that's playing really well right now, but it is just a completely different scenario. I feel like, and a completely different year and a completely different AFC than it was, you know, the last time the Steelers made the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. This is a totally different team. This is the tightest AFC. I think I've ever seen, you know, in in my, I want to say existence. And I, you know, obviously whatever it, it could go back, but, the Steelers have won the the Super Bowl as a sixth seed, and I'm not going to say that they're going to win it as a seventh seed, but I'm going to say that anybody's sitting around saying that this team isn't built for this and that the AFC is built to smoke the Steelers. Like I've seen I've seen people say things like, Oh, outside of who who made it in the in the NFC South? Whoever that uh who, the, the Saints. The Saints. Oh, the Bucks didn't no, but the Bucks won there. Yeah, the Bucks. Yeah, it was won the Bucks. There. So if it's the outside of the box, I, I've seen people say that the Steelers, it's like box Steelers, and then there's a gap, and then there's everybody else. No, for being re- there's the Bucks, there's a gap, and I and I that's now an educated opinion. There, there's the Bucks, there's the gap, and then there's the rest of the entire playoff scenario and the entire playoff bracket, and the Steelers are very much so in that mix. So, anybody sitting around saying, "Oh, it can't happen," no, it can happen. It could, as crazy as it sounds, it could, it could happen. And I can tell you right now, my DMs, my, my text messages, my, every social media account I have, my email, my, I'm getting emails from fans about, dude, I think we got a shot. And I'm like, I, I look at, I can't tell you no. Like, I think that maybe, maybe they do. Maybe they do have a shot, but to sit here and say, no, crazy. Absolutely crazy. We'll see what happens on Sunday. We'll see if it's a snow game. We'll see what happens from there. But for right now, anybody who's, uh, yeah, you're crossing your fingers until we're sitting on the highway going, all right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. We might be we doing the walkover don't... on Friday just to. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. Well, just we to... got the clear weather. It's yeah. all right. I got I got a list of. So so just to keep everybody that listens updated, me and Steven thinking about going out on Friday maybe to avoid the snow. So is the rest of the Pittsburgh media. But we don't know what day we're going to head out there. We're going to play it by ear depending on the weather. I got a list. Of, I got a list of restaurants to hit up. I got some. Some people from the Post Gazette that are like, "Oh, we're going here and we're going," and I'm like, "All right, man. I'll you know, city of Buffalo sounds like a good time. Seems like you know, I'm sure that we could jump through a table in 48 hours. Like if we're hitting out 48, yeah. I'm 100 percent going through a table, 100 percent going through, t- and that will be on YouTube, no doubt about it. That'll be on YouTube. <laughs> All right, yeah. 
with that, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Find us anywhere you get your podcasts. And of course, check all of our workout at allsteelers.com and our pit coverage at insidethepanthers.com. We will be back on Friday from here. We're not heading out until after the podcast. Enjoy a rainy but a beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.